Hey Scholar fam, welcome to the fifth episode of our season, Permission to Fail is Permission to Excel. My name is Jennifer and I'm one of the hosts on this episode. Today, I will be joined by Ashanti and Gianna to talk about why failure is an important part of the journey to success, because failing should not stop you from accomplishing your goal. But before we dive in, we want to make sure that you tap the follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora to subscribe to our podcast channel. We really appreciate it. And make sure you stay till the end of the episode to hear some exciting news. You don't want to miss it. So now, heading on to what does the phrase permission to fail is permission to excel mean to you guys? For me, permission to fail is permission to excel means that you're sort of giving yourself the space to learn and to grow and to overcome these challenges. I think the things you learn from each challenge sort of add on to your experience and you slowly grow and grow. And the more you grow, I think the better prepared you are for whatever you are trying to tackle in the end. For me personally, permission to fail is permission to excel. means having a growth mindset towards your end goal. Obviously, like the journey you have towards your goal isn't going to be easy and there's going to be obstacles along the way. But if you encounter every goal as, or every failure specifically, as a step towards the end, it just emphasizes how even if we're going through hardships, we can get through it, and the result is going to be something worthwhile. And I wanted to add on to what Ashanti said, and she emphasized growth, and that made me think about how we can't grow if we aren't allowed to fail. And I feel like in the society nowadays, if we do fail, it's like it isn't shamed as much as before. And we're like evolving more as human beings and being allowed to grow individually and also emotionally. I agree with both Ashanti and Gianna. And I also wanted to add permission to fail is permission to excel. I feel like it means like looking at the positive side of failure because a lot of people associate failure with negativity. But I feel like this specific statement turns it into something more positive. You know, you're looking at the positive side. Just because you failed at doing something doesn't mean that, you know, you're not good enough or doesn't mean that you're not there yet. It just means like, you know, you're on your journey to success. You're going to excel later on. Heading on to the next question. Why is failure an important part of any journey? And I would say that it's an important part of any journey because without failure, you can't really move on. Like, if something is too easy for you, then you're probably doing something wrong. Like, you need that failure to, like, help you. I want to add on to what uh, Jenna Bruce said. It's exactly how she worded it. It's, if you aren't allowed to have downfalls, then you, there's nothing to grow on. And it's just, as she said, it's an easy pathway. And if it's an easy pathway, what are you really evolving as, as a person? Like, you're just going on this step towards success, but you personally don't feel any growth. And if there's no growth in that, then it's just like a repetitive cycle of something that's not so challenging for you. And then when you go out into the real world and you have all this competition, it's like, hey, this is like a wake-up call for me. So I feel like having failure shows you what life is really about aside from having academic goals, but also just life goals in general. Yeah, and also nobody's going to be perfect. I feel like it allows you to see that, like, realistic version of life you know because a lot of times especially because nowadays our generation is easily influenced by social media and things like that so it's like it shows you like everybody fails at some certain point in their life it isn't like a oh everybody just has it as like success 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 so yeah like failing shows you like the realistic side of like goal setting and like achieving your goals i agree with both your perspective on it 
But I also think of failure as a show of how hard you're trying. I think the harder you try, the more times, you know, you might fail, but the closer you get to that goal. As you try harder and harder and put your all, you're sort of overcoming that limit. And you're really, again, tying it back to growth and success. You're going to be closer to that success because the harder you're trying, the more you're growing, the more you're developing. And I really see it as just this bigger picture that ends up leading to your happy ending, in a sense. I really want to talk about this next question because I have a moment of my own that I experienced during my freshman year of high school. The question is, can you share a moment when you failed at first and succeeded in the end? I think we can always bring it back to education because we're all high school students. For me, I associate getting a good grade in a class as a journey because no class is the same and every teacher is different. And the way you go about it and the way you accustom yourself and change your habits is going to be a part of that overall journey that is high school. Like for me, specifically, let's say my history classes, right? I was comparing myself in the history class as I was in freshman year versus now as a junior. As a student, I've developed better strategies, better study skills, better habits that improve not only my test taking, but my reading comprehension, as well as my ability to thrive and really understand. And my grades are reflecting that journey that I'm having internally. And it also is reflecting sort of this era of discussion and finding failure as I did not have perfect grades the entire time. Of course, I would have failed a test or gotten a worse score than I wanted to. But it's through those failures that I was able to learn what I was doing wrong and what I should change that would make me grow and be this person that I am today. I want to add on to what Ashanti said before I give my personal experience. It's where like everything you said is like something I felt personally as well as a high schooler. And freshman year high school, I felt like it was when I really noticed what imposter syndrome is academically. It's like you compare yourself to others, even if it's just for the moment. And like, it isn't good for your mental stability, but it just happens. And it's like something that I feel like everyone goes through at one point. And I just wanted to emphasize that because Ashanti just brought that back for me. for all. I just got to put that out there. But also a personal experience for me when it came to failing was freshman regents, I had a living environment class. So ever since I was little, I've always liked science as a subject. But for living environment, at first I thought it was easy. And I was like, not cocky, but I just thought that I was average at the class. And when we took the first practice test before the regents, I got like a barely passing grade of a 65. So there was like like a whirlwind for me. It was like a shock. And I was like, wow, like I really need to study for this course if I want to pass that regents. So I would study for like 30 minutes to like an hour, depending on what I'm doing that day until June. And I feel like that really paid off because from that 65, I went to an 85. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, you realize that progress over perfection really does exist. And it's like, for me, that was like a realization that when you do put in the effort, you see the results. And ever since then, I've tried to like, maneuver my way through like school as just finding methods that work for me to study like for me when I did that I used studying with cards as a method and I've never done that before and I realized hey that doesn't work for me so let's try doing it online and I would use um regents websites and then just do it on paper and that worked for me 
So like that just reels back into like the thought of going from failure. I would have never known that certain methods of studying works for me if I never failed at one point. And I would have just been like not at the same level of where I'm at now if I didn't have that failure in mind at first. I also have academic experiences too where like I failed first and succeeded. For example, I applied for this other program prep for prep when I was in fifth and sixth grade I think and I would get higher like in the application process each time but then like I would still not get in then when ninth grade hit I signed up for SEO and you know I was thinking back on when I applied to prep and I was like oh my god every time I apply for these programs like I never get in and then I tried my best like I worked so hard on my application on my artifact and things like that and I ended up getting in and it was like many may see it as like a little accomplishment but I saw it as a big thing because usually when it comes to these type of programs like I'm literally put on the waiting list or like I just don't get in at all so that was such a pretty big success for me and it just shows like you know you shouldn't really give up and also not even like with students, even like famous people, you can see that they failed before they um even started. Like, for example, a lot of us like know Walt Disney, you know, Disney company. Walt Disney was actually told like he lacked creativity. And look, Disney is a big thing now. So I'm just saying, like, don't stop because you failed one time. Like, just keep going because you are going to succeed. Like, If you put your mind to it, you will succeed. I can definitely agree with you on that, Jennifer. And I think SEO in a way, also implements that same idea. Because I know personally for me, in the SEO math classes specifically, you know, math, I wouldn't say is my strongest suit. I enjoy it, but I know I struggle in certain areas. And we were going over a certain topic. It was radicals. It's probably one of my least favorite math topics. And I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get a single homework, a single classwork lesson, none of it. But I think after really just reaching out and finding better ways to understand and rethink the equations, the problems, I was able to find a way that works for me and helps me understand and finally do well in that section per se. And it was just going through that trial and error reaching out to my instructors, reaching out to my peers who do understand what's going on. And I think being able to understand and accept my failure allowed me to reach out to other people and, you know, allow myself that chance to succeed. Because if I didn't accept my failure and just said that, oh, I, I'm just not going to do well in this subject, period, I should just ignore it, then I wouldn't allow myself to do better and actually understand. I want to add on to what Jenebrew and Ashanti shared. When my two peers emphasized how SEO affected them academically, it made me realize like I also struggle, like what Ashanti said with the topic of math. At first, I had a fixed mindset of not being able to do something, and it's going to be hard for me to catch up to everyone else. Therefore, I've always had this dim version of having imposter syndrome academically, where it was like I compare myself to others very quickly when I don't prevail in something. And that fixed mindset was something I had before SEO, and I feel like Everything happens for a reason, and being an SEO, like, I've slowly become more of a growth mindset person, or I'm trying to be, and there's no longer, like, the mentality of, oh, I can't do this anymore, it's, I have my SEO peers, or I have my instructors, and they're gonna help me, and they're gonna, like, allow me to grow 
obviously academically, but also individually as a person. And I feel like that SEO community is what really makes me feel at home at SEO. Because it's like, you realize who the people are around you and what pure intentions they have for you. And I feel like that's what we have at SEO. Like, we have the saying of progress over perfection. And my PM uh, for freshman year, Howard, used to say that all the time. And I never really understood it until 10th grade. And having, like, the loads of math that I didn't understand at first. Or just tenth, um, ninth grade summer. And, yeah. And then I also wanted to add on what Jenna said about applying to other programs. Uh, I applied for an NYU writing program uh, alongside with doing SEO because I wasn't sure which one I was going to get into. And I didn't get into the NY, NYU one, but I feel like if I did, I would have missed out on SEO. So everything, it just goes back to like everything happens for a reason. So I feel like that failure that you have in one area, it gives you a higher aspect than another. And then after that, you're just going to grow as an individual. I definitely agree with you. The sort of idea that there's always going to be a silver lining is honestly what has kept me so motivated in a way. This is kind of leading into the next question, which is what motivates you to keep persevering even when you fail? I think it's just that idea of a silver lining. Being able to continue to have hope and trust that you know your efforts are going to actually work and it may not be for the exact specific thing that you're hyper-focusing on, but if you take a step back and really reflect and try to have a flexible mindset, you're able to really see that your failure to a specific thing is going to allow you to succeed in something else. I didn't get into a specialized high school when I was applying, but my failure to get into that allowed me to be eligible to get into this amazing high school that I'm in right now. And I honestly never imagined I would be in the high school where I am today, but I'm so grateful I am because I was able to use the opportunities and the resources I now have access to, and as well as have the opportunity to be in SEO. I never would have found out about SEO if it wasn't for the school that I'm in. And the opportunities that have grown from this one accident in a way is life-changing. And I think if you're able to continue with that mindset, a lot of good things can come around you, not just academically, but also socially. I agree with what Ashanti said. Also for me personally, what motivates me to keep persevering even when I fail is by telling myself or asking myself, what would the highest version of myself be doing right now? And I actually got that from a YouTube video like a few years ago. Would the highest version of yourself be sitting here soaking? I mean, obviously, you know, you need to feel your emotions, cry if you need to soak, be angry. But would the highest version of yourself sit there and dwell on their problems or would they keep persevering to get to their end goal? And by setting specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals, in other words, smart goals. Because if you set a goal but it's very vague, you're most likely to get off track. But if you set a smart goal, you will stay on track. Setting a smart goal and asking yourself what the highest version of yourself would be doing right now, you'll literally be unstoppable. Like, not literally, but figuratively. And basically what the highest version of yourself is, it's like that version of yourself where, like, you feel confident, you feel comfortable in your own skin. You feel like, you know, you know how to deal with things your own way. So, yeah. There's so much to, like, unpack here. Like, when Ashanti and Jenabu are speaking, it's like I want to add on to everything. But to emphasize on what Jenabu said about 
looking back at your past self and making sure that you're making that person proud it just goes back to like are you allowing your past self to be proud of who you are currently so it's like for me I want to make sure that my past self is either proud of who I am now or at least can see the progress that we've made as an academic person but also as an individual. So for me what motivates me is just like my parents and making sure that there's an end goal that I can meet not just for myself but for the people that I surround myself with. I feel like also who you surround yourself with is also the mentality that you're going to have and if you have positive people all around you then there's always going to be an atmosphere where you feel like it's safe to fail to grow together and i feel like that's what seo is for hearing ashanti and jenabu it just makes me realize how this seo community really is tightly connected and it's just like an amazing feeling to have that surrounding something that also motivates me is by using my outside sources and yeah like a lot of people say like oh don't compare yourself don't compare yourself i feel like don't compare yourself in a negative way but more of like use that thing that you're comparing yourself to as inspiration to do better instead of like comparing yourself and saying oh no this is better or this person does better use that as an inspiration to like lift yourself up i agree and i think we can also implement that with mood boards I personally love going on Pinterest and just looking at different things that inspire me. It might be pictures of people studying in their notes. It's what might motivate me for the week. Or looking at somebody who is currently in a different country. It adds to this sort of internal fire that we all have. We're all a little bit competitive, but we all love to dream. And I think combining that and manifesting it into existence really just brings it out and allows you to make your goals feel more tangible and more obtainable. I want to add on to what Shanti said. I feel like having a mood board or just like having something to look forward to in terms of like having an outline is just so important. Going off of what Shanti said, it's like, you having this vision of what your future life could be if you just work towards it and see failure as an outcome and not a step back and i feel like having that space just like allows you to evolve and i don't know that manifesting board really just hit right now but also leading into the next question what advice do you have for students to stay motivated when trying to reach their goals so i already mentioned this but i'm going to say it again cuz like i love this quote but yeah do what the highest version of yourself would be doing and what that is is basically like living your best self like what would the best version of yourself be doing the person that's like true and authentic that you know uses their values sticks to their boundaries that is happy with what they have whatever that means to you like just focus on like what it would take to become there because a lot of us get unmotivated or say oh i'm going to do this tomorrow or procrastinate and that procrastination or unmotivation ends up dragging on longer than it should. You know, you take a break. I mean, not saying like don't take a break, but you take like this, oh, I'm going to do it later break for like the whole month and you don't even realize how much time has gone by. So, for me, this is my like word of advice, like do what the higher version of yourself would do because if the higher version of yourself would go to the gym every single day at 6 a.m., then you're more likely like, you know, you're going to do it, you know. This is what the higher version of myself is doing. So, I'm going to do it so that I can become the higher version of myself because that's your end goal. That's where you want to be. And I 
really relate to that. And I kind of want to reemphasize this idea of focus on yourself and really put yourself first. I think, I mean, if you're anything like me, you really have to stop giving yourself, well, not stop, but understand that it's okay to want to help other people out and want to take possibly a pause on your stuff and help your family out and do something or help your friends out or really spread yourself thin. But I think really prioritizing your needs and what you need to do to make those goals and achieve them and put them first, you're really going to be able to see the results and to motivate yourself to continue to put yourself first, I'd probably say is just take a break. Understand that and realign yourself. That mood board that we were talking about, take a look at it again. Understand what mindset you had when you were making it and it rejuvenates you. It re-energizes your battery and it really does help when you have that written down or visually to remind you whenever you need to and just look back on it. I want to add on to what Ashanti said. This year, uh, I realized what spread yourself thin really meant when I had to like prioritize certain clubs or extracurriculars and also doing the podcast and SEO, which was, yes, you can care for everyone else. And my advice is, of course, you be considerate of everyone around you. But if you don't put yourself first at certain times, things get harder for you. So there's days where you might be emotionally drained from school or from extracurriculars or sports. And I feel like if you take time to sit down and really understand yourself in that moment, not just long term or past and or that just that moment itself, you'll really grow from that. And it's like, you know, when and where you need to be mentally sometimes or you, you don't. And that's okay. But if you're like spreading yourself too far, it's like you're giving yourself no space to relax and calm down. My advice to anyone is just to take uh, like mental stability day where it's like maybe it's skincare, maybe it's reading a book. It's like any calming mechanism that you use as an individual, just just use it. Like prioritize yourself over the work that you have to do because at the end of the day, that work's going to be there. And if you know you're working hard towards your end goal and you're seeing failure as a growth and not a step back, then you should really take time for yourself. Just because it's like you don't want to go back in a rabbit hole of a repetitive cycle where it's just, oh, I need to do my work. I need to meet this deadline. And no matter how I'm feeling, no matter if I didn't get enough sleep or food, like I should just keep going, keep going, keep going. Like You're never going to be truly satisfied for what you're doing and you won't see your growth. You'll just see the production of it, but not how hard you work towards that goal. And I feel like that's something that every person should do, no matter what they're doing, is just take that day for yourself. Before we wrap up, it's like a quote from my guidance counselor, which was, fill your own teacup. Don't fill others and have yours half empty. Make sure at least it's like a quarter about to be filled. Make sure you're not at the bottom because you want your teacup to be balanced. That's something that um, I wanted everyone to really emphasize at this last few moments of the podcast and also thank you for tuning in to this episode to hear how we continue to persevere to reach our goals even after we fail lastly join us for the evening of a friendly and fun competition at our family game night 
This event will be held at our main office on Friday, December 2nd at 5 o'clock p.m. There will be plenty of games and you might even win a prize. Please make sure to RSVP for this event as soon as possible because spots are limited. As always, we appreciate you for listening and stay tuned for our last episode of this season. You don't want to miss it.